You're the hottest. <laughs> Literally. Yep. Here we are. Everybody, it is time for Scoured Stars. Welcome to our Starfinder Society show, where we are running through several adventures in the year of the Scoured Stars, digging through the Starfinder Society archives to find the greatest heroes the society has ever known and tell you of their exploits. Let's take a look at, uh, let's, let's meet those heroes. I don't know about meeting the heroes, but let's, let's, let's oh, bring them up here. That's, that's you, us. You guys are the greatest <laughs> Starfinder Society heroes wow. from one specific year of their <laughs> operations. I mean, <laughs> I can't speak to the rest of the years, but in terms of the year of the Scoured Stars, you were top billing. I've seen society. no greater heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, nobody sees any greater heroes, and that's really what—that's what actually counts. <laughs> yes, what they see can't hurt them. <laughs> uh, speaking of great heroes, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it last week, but your exploits in the Starfinder Society have earned you enough experience that you have—you have ascended from level three to level four. That's right. In the meantime, in in the break between episodes, during that week, you guys took some some time to train, hone the skills that you have acquired over your many missions, and now you are fourth level characters. And I think that we should start off by talking about just what that means for mm -hmm. each of you. <laughs> I think that I want to hear from Kazka first. What, no. what what was what does fourth level look like for you? Did you stick with just Solarian? Did anybody multi-class or anything like that? Mm -hmm. uh, and what what is it? What, what did you get? What kind of goodies did you get in your new level? Okay, I'm sticking with Solarian. Um, mm -hmm. I took for one of my feats, or sorry, abilities is plasma sheath, so I can turn my weapon into fire damage. Ooh. So I thought that'd be Thanks. kind of nifty and cool. Um, Very useful. Yes, and I also, with all of our findings and treasures, I got a Fang Blade, which deals 1d12. I'm so excited to use it tonight. Ooh. Oh, very nice. And then I'm definitely hit. Yes. Right. Well, let's see. You can do it. I believe in you. Thank you, Captain. And then I put one rank into Sense Motive because... I don't know if any of us have sense motive. I'm sure some of us do, but mm -hmm. I feel like Kazka should have sense motive. Hey, there are a lot of shifty people in the galaxy, and including you myself. Know, yeah, you know some of us. Some are with us. Yes, some some are next to you. That's right. Some of them travel so right here. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that's about well, it. Speaking. Yeah, that's great. Well, speaking of potentially shifty characters, I'd love to hear what Haven has been doing <laughs> and how they have advanced. Into their into their new abilities. Yes, our, our local neighborhood Krieger bug. <laughs> I take it as a compliment. Uh, <laughs> Haven uh, took another level in Mystic and is really diving into the data file faction. They're Ooh. tapping into their Akashic nature of their Mystic abilities. So this grants them a little bit of um, access to the Akashic knowledge and the Akashic record, which is just basically this obsession with ships and piloting that uh, adds to the lore that Haven has access to. Also, Haven's been studying their spells and have gotten some second level spells, including Ooh. Augury, to perhaps look into the future and hold person, which may come in handy for those pesky humanoids. Mm, <laughs> Indeed. 
Uh, hold person is a very nasty spell, but there is nothing a GM dreads more than hearing more divinations. On the field. <laughs> also, <laughs> that is hold always person, so hold person would have saved us about an hour last session, actually, if you could have just yes. been like, stop. So, and yeah. That's why I forget. <laughs> yeah. I would like to point out that I had that spell, but then I, I had run out of spell spots by the time I got to the other person. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, oh, and I will say that Haven is brushing up on their computer skills uh, mm. as that has been needed. I like that because you've been working with the captain a lot on that. So I really buy mm -hmm. into the role play of ranking those skills up. That's always mm -hmm. good. Uh, speaking of working with the captain, what does fourth level gunning look like? Yes, forearms are better than two when it comes to being a elite hacksaw, as the humans would say. Uh, I, too, am a student of ancient Earth. Um, <laughs> uh, Contrahated what you might have expected from those that know me. I actually stuck still Envoy, still nothing but Envoy, uh, which got a skill boost. He's a big old skill monkey. Uh, but the biggest change is that now with uh, I gained a clever attack in addition to clever feint. So when I render people flat-footed, I actually get to shoot at them too. So I get to do a little bit of the pew pew. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. So should be a grand old time with my with nice. my big old one D four fire pistol that I'm ready to light somebody <laughs> up with. Literally. Yep. <laughs> but with all of that, your your action economy is actually pretty good because you get to oh, boost yeah. your allies. Uh, oh, yes. debilitate the enemy and make an attack that's actually really uh, a solid use of a turn there that's that's kind of the, the that's the whole envoy thing it's like it's, it's some combination of debuffing them buffing the group and maximizing action economy which i really like so mm, nice and Excellent. I may or may not have read a Starfinder adaptation of Captain Picard as an envoy as <gasps> a uh, as a blueprint for how Gunnan's coming together I like yep it. Mm -hmm. oh! I like it. It's true. <laughs> Xander's excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense. <laughs> yes. I started by adapting his haircut underneath yeah. my <laughs> mask there. Yes. Also, Gunnan hates kids on the bridge and loves French people for some reason. <laughs> it's, uh, again, ancient human customs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle. Uh, Maple is Hi. also fourth level. What yeah. is uh, what's that look like? Oh, uh, so I picked some sick new spells. Uh, I basically get um, three spell slots for my second level. Uh, I picked fear. So I feel like Maple's really tapping into the dark side <laughs> now, that I, <laughs> now that I've tasted death more than a few times. I think there's like this darkness about her that's sort of activating the higher she levels up, which could be a maybe bad thing. Um, we'll say it with gray. It's a gray area. Uh, so I picked up uh, Fear as one of the spells. Uh, can mm. frighten uh, multiple characters at a time. And uh, Slice Reality, which um, I love the description. You expose targets to Churning Entropy, which turns parts of their body sickly in black. And they take 2d6 damage. So I basically mess up someone's whole life um, in a spell. Um, <laughs> and then what else did I do? Uh, I got uh, five the skill ranks this level um, since I'm a witch warper, and I kind of just I kind of just boosted everything I already had. Um, I'm I'm waiting to use my disguise skill. It's like I've been buffing it. I don't know why we haven't used it at all. <laughs> but when it happens, it'll be great. I'm excited. I feel like this game rewards like like putting points into random stuff because I feel like eventually we're gonna eventually yeah we're gonna use it. Um, oh, and then I think I misspoke. But uh, last episode, I realized I had a whole person as like a 
my my race trait and i just forgot i can do it like three times a day <laughs> now i can do it four times a day and i just forgot it was one of my spells so now i can do it in long later. nice we'll do it together <laughs> hold everyone yeah ah uh, Volterix. yes oh yes uh, I, thought, I thought you had more. I was creating. I was creating an awkward moment for us. I just wanted to see that how long perfect. it would drag out. But. Aww, damn. <laughs> I'm honored. Uh, so uh, Voltarix gets ten skill points, which is amazing. Oh. Mm. Um, okay. So I just kind of like kept buffing myself, making myself more amazing. And then after what happened last week, I felt like Voltarix just kind of needed to be a little bit better at certain skills. So. Uh, I'm definitely a little bit better at bluffing, although mm. I don't know if she'd ever bluff to Zoe, but now she could if she wanted to. Zoe! <laughs> Zoe! <laughs> um, and then she's a little bit better at intimidating. Um, and let's see, what else? Um, she overall packs way more of a punch. Um, and I get another exploit, which is kind of fun. I haven't even used my first exploit yet. Uh, cause I've been kind of saving it for like a, a nice little moment. So, uh, one of my exploits is that I can once a day create a one D four kind of mirror image of myself so that an enemy won't know who or which one I am. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to using that. But in addition to that, I also took uh, uncanny mobility, uh, which allows me to use my operative trick attack and without, uh, uh, facing the horribleness that is attacks of opportunity. Mm. Um, so I get to choose, yeah. I get to choose a specific dude and be like, no, 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 <laughs> you. you don't, you don't get to hit me. <laughs> um, and that's my very favorite thing to do to Jim Jam. So you're well, welcome. I'll take <laughs> it because I did get to make like 80 attacks of opportunity against the last, <laughs> last session because you just kept in and right up next to those guys and firing point blank in their faces. That's so true. I'll take it. I, I, I got the attacks of opportunity out of my system. I'm ready to give them <laughs> up against Volterix now. These all sound like amazing upgrades to your characters. I'm eager to take them out for a spin. So why don't we go ahead and get started on this episode of Sky Jars. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's whisper the whole time. Never stop whispering. I'm being weird. Good morning, Galaxy. This is Segway Macedro with your Absalom News update. Following last week's announcement from the Starfinder Society that they intend to continue their research into the Scoured Stars system, the Aspis Consortium has begun signing deals offering material support to the Society's efforts. Market watchers are puzzled over this sudden heel turn for the Consortium following their public statements that Society's endeavors were reckless and ill-conceived. Some speculate that Iteration 177 is behind the unexpected partnership, as the Android Negotiator has been seen entering the Lorespire complex on several occasions and meeting with various Starfinder Society venture captains. An anonymous source on the station's dock suggests that an expedition is scheduled for launch, destination unknown. But the passenger <laughs> list includes members of the Starfinder Society, Aspis Consortium, and even a delegation of Hell Knights. The mystery surrounding the venture has people talking, but the only thing we know for certain is that the society under Loazi El Sebo is not slowing down. More on, this more on this as information becomes available. For now, we have a special sneak peek of Zoe's, Me Zoe Media's exciting new show, Love Island, Ghouls and Gas. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> the Absalom news update segment playing from a screen in the lift cuts to a commercial and the doors slide open as you reach the offices of First Seeker and the Lower Spire Complex. Luazi Alcebo is already engaged in a serious conversation with an elderly Isoki scholar named Royo, whom you met at a recent gala event. But both of them pause their discussion to say hello as you arrive. Uh, the first seeker waits for you to sit or perhaps loom in the corner as you prefer and begins her briefing. Now that the society has a mandate to find a way into the scoured stars, we have to make good on it. If I, but I didn't make the announcement with, of our intentions without some leads in place. For your next mission, you're actually going off station, accompanied by Royo here, to the, wor li to the World Library of Atheum. I'll let Royo fill you in on the details. The elderly Yasoki stands up as if he's about to give a lecture. Oh, so you see, Atheum is one of the great wanderers of the galaxy. Has no fixed location, and most people don't even know it exists since it travels from one region of the galaxy to another. Well, the thing is, uh, some believe that the planet is actually a very powerful, magical engine. And Luazi clears her throat, cutting Royo off before he can get too deep into the weeds. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Atheum, a uh, planet-wide library run by a group of uh, that call themselves the curators. Uh, they keep <laughs> copies of otherwise lost knowledge, sometimes going so far as to destroy other copies of such knowledge to ensure they possess the only remaining one. For, uh, for a long time, we were unable to secure access to Atheum's libraries, but recently, Iteration 177, a member of the Aspis Consortium, sympathetic to the Starfinder Society, indicated that they have a relationship with the curators. Through Iteration 177, we have secured passage for a small group to the library world. We will go to Atheum and research the Scoured Star system. Additionally, we'll try to establish a good relationship with the curators who could prove useful allies in our days to come. Mm -hmm. Luazi nods as Royo finishes and looks to you all. Your transport aboard the Diligent Forerunner leaves within the hour. Unless you have any further mm -hmm. questions, I bid you farewell and look forward to your report from Atheum. Hey, Venom, do, do you Ooh. remember the ancient Earth uh, mythology of the loss of Krypton and how Brainiac also would capture information and destroy the other remaining copies to only have the remaining one? I just point this out if we're Ooh. going to a planet of um, android lore keepers. Mm, this does sound familiar to my studies. I am interested to find the forbidden knowledge. We shall do you proud. I have no doubt. Hmm. Within the hour, then, let's be about it. <laughs> All right. Um, Real quick, sorry, so, Jim Jam. The no, ship was called yeah. the Diligent, what was it? The Diligent Forerunner, uh, Forerunner. which you know uh, is a ship. It is really? actually owned by the Aspis Consortium. Um, you know very little about it other than that. Uh, just the name rings a bell for you, but other than mm. that, you're not sure. Mm, presumably, I shall be able to take the helm of this ship as well, yes? Oh, no, um, there's no need for us to worry about piloting anything. Uh, we're, we're just simply no. passengers on this one. We're going for a ride, mm. as it were. No, mm. so I shall not be assuming command, and Haven won't be um, getting their hands on the stick, as it were. <laughs> oh, no, not for this one. Mm. Haven Sorry, turns Haven. over to Casca and just says, we don't say that. <laughs> Okay, I was a little confused. Mm -hmm. Um, are there complimentary drinks and perhaps a fruit? 
Uh, I'm certain that our hosts will be taking good care of us um, on the journey. Yes, we uh, uh, at least uh, while we're in the drift, we should be uh, fed. That's going to be an <laughs> issue. Um, how imagine. far away is this uh, digital library planet from here? Right, like how we're mm, Several days. Oh my god. Okay. I need a suite or this is not happening. I'm just getting it <laughs> out there. Don't want to like, I need to set expectations. Like, I know we're just starting, but like, I don't want to set the bar low, then have to make it higher later. But listen, we need rooms. Like, I'm not sharing with any of these people. You don't want to be bunk mates? Uh, no. Did I ever give you that impression? <laughs> <laughs> it is useful team building, but okay. I'm sure we can think of something. Captain, is it too late to hire new recruits? I mean, someone here needs a fruit, and this one needs a sweet, like, we could mm. just find others. Yes, but I have faith that it will all come together when we need it to. It's going to be fine. Trust me. I also can sleep in most containers. <laughs> wow. Volcarx, I, I know you might feel a little hesitant as going to a library planet, but I'm sure there will be at least some opportunity for violence or they wouldn't be sending us and a detachment of Hell Knights. Captain, I'm curious why I would have any sort of concern going to specifically a library planet. Are you trying I... to say I don't like libraries? <laughs> Do you know how to I'm read? I'm saying you don't like boredom. Mm. Well, that's true. But isn't she kind of bored herself? I mean, she always sounds bored when she talks. True. That's because no one ever has anything interesting to say. I'm sorry oh. we all can't be Zoe. Bro. <laughs> That's true. Oh, if we could all be so. So. <laughs> ah, yes. Well, we should be about it then. <laughs> I, I did bid on an autographed photo from them for you, though, and then I just <gasps> turned and leave. <laughs> Voltarix is holding, like, Voltarix pulls out her, her signed armor, and she just kind of looks at it and tucks it away. <laughs> so you leave the First Seeker's offices and head down to the docking bays. Uh, Royo indicates that you should meet him at docking bay 131 when you're ready to board the Diligent Forerunner. And when you arrive, you see that this ship is actually, to Maple's great delight, a classy one. It is sleek, Ooh. opulent, a luxury cruiser, unsuited opulent. for combat, which leads you to believe that the Aspen Consortium <laughs> doesn't expect any trouble. <laughs> As you arrive, a contingent of heavily armored warriors are loading equipment onto the ship, and you see Iteration 177 speaking amicably with them. Um, but then he notices that you've arrived and approaches. So, Starfinders, allow me to welcome you aboard uh, the Diligent Forerunner. As you can see, you're not my only passengers on this little trip to the library, but uh, I can show you to your rooms if you'll follow me. There's I've... complimentary beverages and fruit available <laughs> at your And each very... of you will be provided with your own bunk. Wow. I very like... much give the slow rotate to Maple when he, we see how blessed how <laughs> this is. I did hear him use the word bunk and i don't i'm not sure how i feel about that but i'm sure the outside looks great and we can figure it out once we get in there i'm sure there's a haggling mm -hmm. system for our biggest room what yes, about a container for haven yeah you can just say you can just say in my they can just say in my trunk it's fine Ooh, um, spacious maple has like a whole like it's like a floating like trailer of like just all these boxes of clothing and different like items and weapons and makeup That's it's so good. funny 
Well, there's plenty of storage space aboard the Diligent Forerunner, and you are each shown to rooms that um, I'm sure that Maple, you, you, they're not, they'll do. They're you quarters. Know. Uh, though you have to admit they are, they're quite impressive. Uh, the Aspis Consortium uh, is a rich company and has spared no expense on this particular Ooh. trip for whatever reason. Maybe just, uh, maybe purposely to impress the Starfinder Society for whatever for whatever reason they think they can gain something from that. Um, you'll, either way, you're definitely going to be traveling in comfort. And as Iteration 177 leaves you to attend to other pre-flight duties, he tells you, uh, that I'd actually deeply appreciate a chance for everyone to get to know one another as we enter the drift tonight. You are invited to the dining hall at 1800. Bring an appetite and an open mind. And then he leaves you to your to your unpacking as you get settled. Um, mm -hmm. That is an odd invitation, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> so why are they trying to impress the Starfinder Society? I kind of thought we hired them to take us on this trip. Mm, it probably means they're going to ask us for something big. Mm. Yes, it almost certainly will involve uh, violence. <laughs> <gasps> violence! Yes, they, did you bring your new blade with you by chance? Oh, I did, and she just takes it out and just, just... Oh! Ah... Sorry, sorry, Captain. You wanted to see it, so I got Yeah, no, no. I know. I did ask. I, I appreciate your enthusiasm. Yes, uh, well, hopefully, um, you will be able to strike true when the time comes. Thank you, Captain. I'm looking forward to it. You never let me down. Never, Casca. Never. <laughs> never. <laughs> There's just one too many nevers in there. <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, I don't go to my quarters. I attempt to go to the bridge. If I run into oh. security or something, I, I don't, I don't like force it, but I immediately am like, mm, yes, I shall inspect the bridge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody yeah. attempts to block your way to get anywhere, but when you get to the hatch that would lead into the bridge, uh, it's simply locked against you and you, that there, there isn't, there, there looks like there's, um, like an ID scanner, and you don't have one of those. Uh, you figure you could probably hack it, but not surreptitiously. Um, no, and... I, I'm a guest here. No reason to uh, intrude yet. I do knock with all four hands and like, but out of order though, like total staccato. Like, <laughs> uh, there is actually a drone uh, mm -hmm. that flies up nearby a few moments after you've knocked. Uh, and it says, uh, excuse me, this is actually the bridge. Uh, passengers are have free run of the galley, your quarters, and other corridors, but I'm afraid the bridge is for Aspis Consortium crew members only. I am Captain Gunnan of the Starfinder Society. I'm here for a bridge inspection. I need to make sure that all is in place before I trust the safety of my crew to this ramshackle vessel. I can assure you that this vessel is perfectly safe. We will be happy to upload its specs to your personal device at any time, but I'm yes, afraid please. that we cannot give you access to the bridge. Send them to Haven, um, and if they it passes their muster, perhaps all will be well. If not, I shall come back with a sternly worded letter for your captain. Indeed, immediately. In fact, a split second later, 
both you and Haven get a notification on your personal devices that you received a message from the diligent forerunners AI computer, and it is indeed uh, a loadout for the diligent forerunner. It is uh, at cursory glance, you can tell that this is definitely um, this is not the deep, deep stuff. Like there's there's almost certainly things that they've left out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to hide some of their cards but it is i mean uh, it's a luxury cruiser vessel uh it's top of the line i mean the society could not even afford uh one of these at this in their current state like you are you're getting a ride on a really nice ship um Mm. that pretty much confirms that this is going to be a complex mission they're not spending this money for nothing (laughs) But enjoy, Haven. There you go. Another Ooh. set of schematics for the collection. Uh, as Haven receives this information, <laughs> they've been uh, sort of wandering the halls, uh, eventually going to their quarters. But mm-hmm. of the other sort of passengers, what are, are there any interesting characters that are about that maybe would catch Haven's attention? Uh, I mean, the Hell Knights are definitely somebody who would catch your so attention. Describe um, a Hell Knight for me. What did they hell, look they're like? Basically, they are... Um, they're soldiers walking around in black metal. It looks incredibly heavy. It almost looks like it's just like iron plates on them. You can tell by the way that they're moving that it's only really kind of made to look like that, but they're covered in spikes. They look incredibly intimidating. That is not Um, comfortable at all. Yeah, I mean, like these guys- Look like they're compensating for something. (laughs) Oh. Indeed, there's a lot of people who would say that the Hell Knights are a society of, of really uh, fierce compensators, uh, but they are well known, uh, even without any kind of check. I mean, Hell Knights are just well known to be very, they're, they're very strict. Um, they are uh, a militaristic uh, organization. You know it... that they are siloed into several different factions that all work together, similar to the society, where they 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 have different sects of the Hell Knight Order. Um, but and aside from looking intimidating, they aren't openly like hostile. Like you don't think that you have anything necessarily to worry about. But it is always good to keep an eye on them because they take their directives and mandates very seriously. Mm-hmm. And if their goals don't quite align with yours they would not hesitate to crush you to reach them a quick question is this like a species of people or is this like anybody could be a hell knight and they get the armor and join the ranks type of thing yeah anybody could be a hell knight Um, okay joining is a very rigorous process but i mean in a different life you could have tried to become (laughs) a hell knight (laughs) well i was wondering because this one seems to have four arms i was wondering if like uh, there are other species that become Hell Knights as well. Like they, we see various shapes and sizes of them in this armor, right? You do, you do. Uh, one of them uh, momentarily has their helmet off. You knows that there's at least one Vesk amongst their crew. Okay, uh, it looks like maybe some forearm, probably Kasathans, um, uh, maybe some other humanoids. It's really difficult to tell because they almost always wear their armor. Mm-hmm. So it's always, uh, except for those outward signs, like you're noting where you have like a four-armed one, sometimes it's really difficult to tell who they are beneath that armor, which is part of, it's an intentional right. choice. Like they, that's how they, they want to present themselves as just one cohesive force of, uh, rather than individuals. 
And does it seem like there are a lot of them aboard, or it's like every once in a while we'll catch sight? Uh, there are half a dozen. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Voltarix isn't going to go to a room or anything, because she doesn't care which room she gets. Instead, mm -hmm. she's going to go find, like, the biggest, tallest, leaderist-looking uh, <laughs> Hell Knight. Mm -hmm. She's just going to walk up and be like, hey. Uh, yeah, in fact, you find a, a Vesk in Hell Knight armor who temporarily, at least, has their helmet off, and they are talking to another one who, as you're looking at them, it almost looks like, because they have like the the, the fogged glasses, almost, uh, and, and like you can see like in the cracks of their armor, there's this weird glow as if like they were on fire. Oh. Though this person exhibits no discomfort, they're simply chatting amongst each other. And as you walk up to this Vesk and this sort of fiery looking Hell Knight, they both stop what they're doing and give you a nod. Um, but don't really say anything to you, you say to them. So, uh, you know, how, how you like it. You know, <laughs> being a Hell Knight's like super cool. Like, you, you enjoy it? Being a Hell Knight is my purpose. You know, uh, yeah, you know, this, this whole like Starfinder thing's just kind of like a little, you know, it's just kind of like a side gig for me. Like, do you think you, I don't know, like, do you think you guys would be hiring? We do not hire. <laughs> we accept pledges. Do you find yourself rudderless? Do you find your purpose in this galaxy eludes you? Yes. Would you be willing to forge that chaos in your soul in the heat of fiery suns coming through made anew on the other side uh it's just like a lot of words but like sure i mean i don't know is the pay good <laughs> if you are here for pay then perhaps you should stick with your star finder society wait so they don't pay you well, they do cover, there's a per diem and room and board, and well, obviously we get the armor uh, when we join up, but we are not here. We, we are here to fulfill our purpose. Right. We are the like, Hell Knights. Well, like, hear me out, hear me out. Like, th this could be my purpose, because, like, you're wearing some, like, really awesome armor, uh, and, like, my group, yeah, they don't, they don't necessarily cover my armor. Like, if I find it, great. Um, you know, we get a couple credits here and there. I don't know. You just, you seem like you're like super cool. And I don't know. I just thought I'd see what it, what it would take to just, you know, maybe could I, could I fill out like an application? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the captain might fill out like a, like a letter of recommendation. That, I... <laughs> No, we do not have applications. <laughs> the application is in here. <laughs> Great. Uh, then here's my application. Perhaps there's a there's a infosphere site. I will send you the. Link. <laughs> okay. Thanks. What is what is your email address? Yeah, that's uh, Voltarix X X X at Star Galaxy dot space yes 
That is legitimate and real. So we will send an application to you. Thanks, man. Like, yeah, I just, I'm just kind of looking to like move up. So thanks. Yes, there is no higher calling than the Hell Knights. Uh, see, that like sounds, that sounds exactly what I'm looking for. So Yes, I, and I'm our gonna... armor is indeed very cool. <laughs> and indeed. everyone who joins gets some. Oh, well, great. Uh, do you have like a boss or something like just so I can be on the lookout, like, like who the email would be coming from? It, it comes from a no reply address. <laughs> just check your spam folder. <laughs> in three to five days oh that's like a long time all right well if you need references is your dedication already wavering (laughs) no i'm just saying i'm I'm just saying if you need references like the people who could give them are like here now so i'm just okay i'll I'll be on the lookout all right yes be vigilant for the infosphere email (laughs) you got it buddy thanks this is your first test She'll go back to, she'll just like wander to like find a room. Sure, you find a room. Like, like you know, like one of those like last people to pick a room. So she probably like enters the it's one right maybe. next to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Except in the middle of the night, you know that the mm-hmm. Hell Knights have very small bladders and will be disturbing you frequently. <laughs> So I'll go, I'll go knock on like, I don't know, does Maple have a room yet? Um, Maple did pick out the biggest room that was available to us as soon as we got on. Like my primary objective was get big room and everybody else, I did not even care what happened to you all. Um, I will say that I already, I like have like an auto unpack feature on my luggage. It's fine. And um, it did, <laughs> like yeah, it did sort of, ex- it did do that. And then it also like redecorated the space to look nicer and jizzier. Um, when I'm in there doing that, I'm also like taking a video. I'm like making my like cribs video. That I'm gonna put on whatever space <laughs> YouTube is later for my channel. Um, and as I'm recording, I hear from like I hear a little bit from outside of the door this long conversation between Volterix and uh, this Hell Knight. So I kind of like I'm like sticking my head out and like recording this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the all whole my thing greatest moments are recorded. In this- <laughs> Mm-hmm. I've got you recorded with Zoe. I know. Oh. That's what I'm referring to. <laughs> and then uh, I, when I see that uh, Volterix is done, I like I quickly close the door and go back over. <laughs> I go and I knock on Maple's door. <laughs> yes, hello. What? I, what? I think you know it's me. Ah, hello. I open the door. Yes. Hey. Uh, I see you have a bunk in there and. I don't think there are any other rooms. I don't know. Zoe said the other day that like we were a good team and like, I don't know, wanted to like frame a show around us or something. So like maybe, I don't know, gross, but like maybe we should like get to know each other. Um, okay. You can definitely take the little space between like the bed and the wall, like right over there. That's fine. Unless um, Haven wants it. I did promise Haven a small box shaped item or no, sleeping. I mean, it's fine. All I need is a shadow. That doesn't make any sense, and you know it. Um, so you can uh, definitely, like, sleep in that little that little divot there, and that's totally fine. And I guess it's a shadow. Yeah, can you no, turn off that's... the light in that corner? Yeah, no, that's going to be good. Thanks. This is great. This is all good. Um, okay, what are we supposed to be doing on the ship? I've completely forgotten. We're going I to... I don't know. We're this supposed to hang my... out. 
<laughs> this is my first sleepover though, so I have to say, like, I, I'm not very prepared. What? There's not. You just sleep. There's not. Oh, what? What do you think you need? Just, you just sleep. I don't understand. Uh, oh, I respect my space and don't touch myself. I guess those are the rules. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's no like, like. Okay, good. I was like a little worried that you'd start painting my nails or something. This is like voluntary. Like if you want me to, I can totally do it. I'm, I think I'm okay. No. Okay. Well, that's fine. Then too, it's fine. Also fine. Uh, we should probably go look for uh, Captain and Haven and uh, 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 sorry. It wasn't on the thing. And Casca, because I don't, I haven't heard of them for a while. And I'm pretty sure we're supposed to be like, yeah, hanging out with this weird crew. Yeah, I need to talk to Casca anyway. All right, um, I use my tracker on the com mm -hmm. <laughs> to find everybody. Sure. Uh, I imagine you find Casca uh, taking advantage of all the free fruit and drinks that are being carted around by various serving drones. The fruit, Ooh. yes. Mm -hmm. Are you dropping any of it? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, what's this? Mm. Why do you Hi. like fruit so much? Wow, you're like covered in juice. That's kind of, <laughs> that's amazing. We left you alone for like 10 minutes. Uh, I was thirsty. Hi, friends. Hey, uh, I have a question for you. Um, maybe like over, like over here. I don't know. Uh, the questions over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are, are we all invited to this question, or should I not? Never Just mind. It's okay. fine. Look, I, I heard that there's maybe like a video you took the other day, and you know. I just, I haven't, I haven't gotten a copy of it. And I was just kind of hoping that like, maybe you'd like comment to me because I just, you know, and then like maybe delete it and never share it with anyone ever again. Well, the captain wanted the video, so he actually has it, not me. Oh God, okay, great. I mm -hmm. call, uh, <laughs> I call uh, the captain. Uh, captain, do you have that? A really embarrassing video of uh, Volterix uh, meeting Zoe, because um, I think she really wants it. Also, like, come meet us. There's like a fruit mess down here, and I don't know how to deal with Casca. Uh, yeah. Thank you for clarifying when you said that embarrassing video of Voltarex. I was like, <laughs> which one? But um, <laughs> yeah. um, we are putting together sort of a, a team video scrapbook, you know? Like, I don't no. intend to put it <laughs> on the internet, but I mean, I think it is vital team building to uh, celebrate our. Um, highs as well as our lows and that was a bit of both <laughs> mm. do i yeah. hear this oh yeah I, yeah, yeah speaker, oh. spe speaker calm make no effort to hide that from Volterix. <laughs> all, right. all right team let's uh let's meet why don't we just like meet at the whatever the ship's version of a bar is i don't even know before dinner and we can kind of um i don't know make a plan for this weird dinner that we have to yeah, not really uh, bring your appetite and sense of adventure, which is ominous, but... What I'm hearing is bring your weapons. Is that incorrect? Oh, well, it's never going far without them. Okay, all right. So, big dress for me. Got it. Uh, Kazka, maybe just the new sword. Okay, just the new sword. You got it, Captain. Acknowledged. Hmm. 
And as Casca says, acknowledge the the attention turns over to like the fruit mess that sort of stirs a little bit, and then Haven pops out. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> oh, that was quite exciting. <laughs> like a fruit box, like an Animal Crossing box with an apple on it. Just, just five to seven business days. Five to seven. Now there's a bigger mess. Oh. Wow. So you gather up. Uh, is there anything <laughs> that you guys wanted to talk about or do anything else that you guys wanted to talk about or do before uh, it's time for, for Din Din's? Um, and if I, not, go ahead. I change into a gown. That's all I do. You know, obviously. Mm. And I do uh, every, all the weapons underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Haven also does the holographic gown from last time. Ooh, yeah. You guys I, getting your fanciest? Mm -hmm. Yes, I, this time it's the purple outfit, though. I can't be Ooh. seen twice in the same old Sombla. I can't do silver again. Um, iteration 177 might never forget. So, yeah. <gasps> That's true. This time. Yeah. I, in fact, when I see Haven, I'm like, you are Ooh. very lovely. The problem is it's been done in recently. Oh. And they sort of adjust the holographic emitter a little bit, <laughs> and the style of the dress changes. But it's not really enough to notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you bought the cheap model that doesn't have too many variations in it. So you can basically just, like, shift the shoulder a little bit and add, like, a yeah. big body bow but that's all you can do Ooh, you get like three presets that's it yeah <laughs> i run out of my room with like this big cape and i put it around haven there Ooh. you go buddy it shimmers there's a lot of glitter in it so we'll get stuck in all your scales forever but what are you gonna do? oh no it's on you now yeah forever <laughs> and we'll so you get uh you get all gussied up and then you head to dinner at about 1800 you find the gal uh, in the galley, there's a long dining table low to the ground, which fills the center of the room. Dozens of colorful pillows surround the table, uh, and you see several individuals have already arrived. Uh, Volterix, you actually, some of the people that you've already talked to, the, the uh, Hell Knights, the, the one that sort of looks like perhaps there's some flicker of flames beneath their armor, and then the, the Vesk. There's uh, and everybody. Uh, Royo is also present, as is Iteration One Seven Seven. They all sit cross-legged at the far end of the table. Uh, in the center of the table, you see a very strange technological device made of silver metal and curved glass. When you arrive, Iteration One Seven Seven stands up and says, "Oh, oh, please uh, have a seat. Our ship will be entering the drift shortly, and to keep us amused on the trip, I've made arrangements for a very special dinner." As a connoisseur of unusual sensations and experiences, I have re recently purchased a device from a deep space trader. This is a pensibiter, which you see on the table before you. This most unique machine can transmute thoughts and psychic energy into food for oh. consumption. Oh. I ask that each of you contribute one thought or memory to our feast for this evening. And in this Don't. way, we will all get to know one another a little bit better. Don't think about the bugs. Don't think about the bugs. Don't oh, think about the bugs. I was going to oh, say no. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also, uh, Iteration 177 also turns to the others and says, um, this is Kelria pointing to the Vesk who um, gives you all a nod and then points to the other Hell Knight in the room and says, this is Lumark. The other armored figure does not remove their helmet, and as you look at them, you can you can now all see this sort of dim, flickering like flames in the cracks of their armor and through the smoked glass on their helmet. Uh, 
he also nods but doesn't say anything as iteration 177 leads you all to the table and begins uh he actually passes the the pensibitor to you first gunnan and says uh a memory any you choose simply attach the pensibitor node to your forehead and remember as vividly as you can mm, can it you, be you, something i've imagined or is it only something i've actually consumed uh memories work best as you actually have the full uh sensory had had a, a sensory experience that you've had mm. imaginations tend to be tasteless curiously enough mm. even though even though the brightest imaginations can often come up with the craziest ideas uh it is simply a situation where your your brain does not have the actual sensory information in it hmm. it's a recipe to have everything taste like chicken i suppose <laughs> indeed uh all right, uh, he puts it to his head and stops and thinks for a second. And, um, of course, my list of all the races is not loading up. Great. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, what's the name of, like, the brain people that are just a brain floating? The Elibrians. Oh. Yes. I believe that's what you're talking about. So, once when I was on shore leave, back during my merchant duties, I had an... Mm, ill-advised drinking contest with an Librian, uh, and they helped me with a little bit of the hair of the dog. They had these odd little brain-shaped muffins. Uh, they were kind of gooey and gelatinous, oh. but if they didn't wake you up in the morning, and basically I try and remember these like basically ultra-caffeinated jolt gummies. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pensimeter begins to glow and you feel almost like a weird, very gentle and not unpleasant um, suction. And then it detaches from your head and says, oh, excellent. Who, who would like to go next? Um, I can go, I guess. I feel like um, I feel like Gunnan's uh, story was like, OK, but mine's actually <laughs> really amazing because I know I look amazing now. But when I was an instar, okay, hold on, real, let's back up. So I'm a Kashorian, or no, I'm sorry, I'm from Kashoria. Uh, I'm a Desmar. And when we're born, we're like these little, like really cute little like slug people. Um, and we have like a whole bunch of arms and we're like, you know, we look like a little slug, but with like beautiful eyes. And um, when we become what I look like now, um, an imago, which means like an adult, that has to be like some reason. So what happened to me is that when I was escaping my home planet, because I didn't want to deal with any responsibilities there, I decided on that, and we're not gonna talk about that ever again, but I decided on that ship <laughs> on the way to uh, this, to join the Starfire Society, I decided that I was gonna be an adult and like make my own destiny. And I became the beautiful person you see here, the adult Desimara. So that's my story and don't ask me questions. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, you feel a very similar sensation to what Gunnan felt, and the Pensibitor accepts your memory. Ooh, 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 that reminds me of some memories. And Haven will grab the the uh, Pensibitor and Excellent. also place it up to their forehead. And they think back to the time that was relatively recent when um, they were fighting with their friends. Like, they were uh, working in tandem and had assumed their starlight form. Uh, the memories rush in of just the, the exterior shell cracking and this beautiful, fiery interior emerging. Uh, the antenna flowing like light and hair and the, the just the radiance that comes from being in that form. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, the Pensibitter accepts your memory 
and you can pass it on to whoever's next. Hold on, what kind of like food are we getting from each of our memories? I'd like to know. <laughs> uh, so far, you're not certain. Nothing's really happened. Nothing, okay, Fudra keeps accepting memories, but nothing has actually happened yet. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate because um, I was really hoping like it'd be like salt teens from one of our stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, they'll pass it to Volterix, and we'll see. <laughs> uh... She she's gonna turn around and look at like what the the Hell Knight guy is eating or does he have food yet? Yeah, nobody has any food yet. You're not quite mm. certain how food is going to happen. You've just been told that everybody will contribute a memory and then something apparently you're supposed to eat after that. So mm. so far nobody actually has any food yet. So Voltarix is going to also remember back from the other night at all the delicious food and drinks that were swirling around this event that she did not even get to try. Most specifically was this uh, electric blue drink. It's almost like it was in this like punch bowl if the punch bowl was vertical. <gasps> oh, there it is. It's Gatorade. That. <laughs> Except not Gatorade, a drink that makes you feel funny and not remember things. Uh, <laughs> so something very like electric blue and glowy and uh, she saw Zoe drinking it and thought it looked so cool um, and and regretted not having the opportunity to try it. But that's where her brain went. Very cool. Uh, I believe Kazka is the only one who has yet to try it. So she puts it up to her forehead and she thinks about the time that um, during her gladiator fights and everyone bidding on her and making bets that she's the best fighter in the arena and beating all these people. And she was promised a big, huge, extravagant meal afterwards. And it was one of the best meals she has ever had after winning a 10 streak. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's almost like a Thanksgiving dinner, except it's a whole bunch of different types of exotic fish because they uh -huh. wanted to keep all of their gladiators nice and lean. So it's all these fishes, all these different types of fishes on this table, but it was the best tasting fish ever. So that's her memory. Nice. Excellent. Mm. Tasted like victory. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Tasted like victory. So you've all contributed a memory. Um, Lumark and Kelria, the Hell Knights, also contribute a memory to the Pensiviter. Royo is last. You note that Iteration 177 does not contribute anything. Hmm. Um, but at the end of the process, you see uh, the machine sitting in the center of the table um, ejects eight colored food wafers. Uh, iteration 177 breaks each wafer into nine pieces and distributes uh, a piece of each one to each person at the table. And he says, enjoy, and begins to taste one from his own plate. As no one thought about the bugs, correct? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, technically, I may be a bug, but... Mm. Technically, I did told a self-bug story. Mm. That actually is worse. That is worse. You understand that, right? Well... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What if there are bugs? The sea, is that okay? <laughs> Just eat the oh, wafer. Yes. Mugs, of course, definitely, yes. And then down the hatch, yes. Okay. As you Victory begin bugs. to taste the various <laughs> pieces of wafer, uh, not only do you get a very strange, uh, each one has a very distinctive flavor, um, but you also, uh, uh, it's almost like you get echoes of an emotional resonance as you eat them. You can actually feel 
the memory and you get um, glimpses of what the other person contributed. Uh. When you eat from the wafer that Lumark contributed, you get a sort of savory and sweet uh, with a spicy kick that sends a thrill through you as you feel a sense of unbound freedom. Images wow. begin to flash through your mind. A Kasathan performing a complicated summoning ritual, a sense of beckoning, a fierce but brief struggle, and then a sense of victory, as if a great weight had fallen away. When you bite into the wafer from Kelria's memory, you taste smoke and ash. You feel a sense of de determination and absolute resolve. There are images of flame that flash through your mind, surrounding you, engulfing you, but you emerge from them unscathed forged and hardened by the flames rather than burnt. Royo's memory is a little off-putting. Um, Dust. There's a dry and earthy <laughs> taste. You can smell binding glue and old paper. Mm. You see yourself sitting in a great soft chair, stacks of books surrounding you, nothing at all in the world to intrude upon this perfect solace in that moment. And then... Uh, at the end of it, you can tell that Iteration 17 you know, thanks each and every one of you uh, personally. This was, uh, I know it is difficult sometimes to be vulnerable in this way, but I feel that it is an excellent way for us to get to one, know one another. And I appreciate all of your stories and memories. I, I find all of it very fascinating. So thank you. Um, I, I, I deeply appreciate this, this moment of vulnerability that you have, have given us as a gift. Uh, the rest of our journey should take approximately three days, after which we will arrive on Atheum, and you will be free to depart the ship to do your research. Um, if there is anything that I can do for you during this journey, please let me know. I have a question. Two, really. Um, one, how long will we be on the planet? Uh, will you remain to make sure that we are ferried safely hence? We absolutely will not leave without all of our passengers back on board. You have nothing to fear. The research will take as long as this, I believe. Um, perhaps Royo would be able to elucidate you in terms of how long uh, you will be spending on the planet. After all, there are uh, research fees that have to be sorted out between you and the curators. Um, so the length of your stay is greatly dependent on the resources that the Starfinder Society has decided to put up on this effort. Follow-up question. Can you get us a tour of the bridge? Ooh, the bridge. Uh, it would mean a lot to Haven. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe... That, roll a diplomacy check. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Would Haven be able to assist in any way? With, like, yeah, sure. Guy? Absolutely. Yeah, you can, you can make an attempt to aid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything and jinx it. <laughs> that might oh, get us to nice. kick kicked out of an airlock. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Haven's got an 18, so that's probably successful. Aid. Yeah, that, that's a successful age that gives you an additional plus two gun in. Okay. Uh, that's just going to get me to 15. 15. Oh. Um, no, no, one. wait, no, wait. Sorry, hang on, wait. Uh, uh, 16. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Iteration one seven seven. You can see like a shadow of regret over his face. He says, "I'm very sorry, but unfortunately, I'll be unable to give you access to the bridge. It is uh, security for security reasons." Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, hang on, let me just see if I have one other thing here. 
Uh, okay, that's not diplomacy. It's only on bluff and sense motive. Okay. I'm just like, hmm, yes, that's fine. You keep your secrets. For now. Uh, perhaps when we return from our trip, when we are not en route anywhere, we could uh, schedule a tour of the ship in greater depth. Mm, oh. That would be delightful. Security it measures is... are relaxed when we're not in operations. Oh, mm. yes, quite. It is not like we literally saved your life a week oh, ago, oh. Iteration 177. You have been wow. quite accommodating. Thank you. Uh, the android sort of gives you a, a polite but um, uh, uh, resolute yes. nod and, and moves away. Takes all kinds, yes. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Is there anything else that you guys would like to do? Um, again, you have about three days on the ship. Uh, everybody that you've met seems to be relatively pleasant. Uh, obviously, there are some interesting characters aboard, but otherwise, you could simply pass through the three days, and and we could pick up on uh, as you as you approach the planet. It's totally up to you. So, well, yeah, I, I don't have anything to do extraneous. Just somewhere along the way, get the actual mission briefing from Royo. You know, short of his old man meandering like what are we actually going for it would be good to know somewhere along yeah, the way sure. so you you approach royo asking about that he says oh yes well um you see there are uh, several uh, there there are several towers um where they store a great deal of uh, relics and information from all across the pact uh we will be i have heard that they have knowledge specifically pertaining to the Scoured Stars system that uh, at least is not in any of my archives, which may give us insight into how to access the system or perhaps uh, may have been accessed by uh, previous Starfinders. After all, the last expedition uh, that went into the Scoured Stars that has since been cut off from the society, uh, records indicate that perhaps the first seeker himself was on Atheum. So if there was information that he found, it is our duty to find it as well and see how that may have led him to, to on his path into the system. Mm, yes, but you have brought um, currently the flavor of the minute in terms of uh, Starfinder mercenaries along with you and all these Hell Knights. Surely you don't expect it to be quite so simple. Uh, in terms of danger, at any time you leave Absalom Station, there's always a chance, but I, I, there is no plans for any kind of violence. In fact, we would like to uh, avoid that if at all possible. The curators are very, very protective of their texts. In terms of why you specifically were chosen, well, it's because uh, you are quite um, society's favored children, so to speak, these days. After your incident with the gala, where you very publicly saved the first Seeker's life, uh, people have been paying quite a lot of attention to you. Um, and having you along uh, brings a bit of gravitas to our to our mission. And, uh, you know, uh, public-facing things. I, I don't concern myself with much of reputation and public-facing things like that. But uh, Radazam has made it quite clear that anytime there are serious needs, you are to be at the forefront of our efforts. Hmm. Well, good PR, I suppose. Uh, we <laughs> shall do our best. I'm gonna turn. I have to no Ma doubt. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna turn to Maple and and. Uh, does that mean we're famous? <laughs> I think we're like the best thing that the society has going for it, honestly. And we should really leverage that for like more money, better rooms. I mean, we are just sitting on a gold mine here, seriously. 
Mm, okay. And also, like, what I'm hearing is that all the things we're doing are, like, completely correct and not wrong at all, so we should just, like, keep doing that. <laughs> okay. Did you hear that? We bring gravitas. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, Mabel will have been spending this these three days trying to get, like, as many dates in as she can. What the hell, guys? Oh, look, anybody, like, the hell guys, like, Iteration 177, yeah. just, like, random, like, you know, cabin... <laughs> people's i don't know oh i thought oh you just said God. kevin like kevin who went oh, to counting kevin, kevin, kevin is here kevin. probably yeah <laughs> awkward because you share a room with haven and voltar no, i mean, I I mean haven... the door locks with yeah. <laughs> so over the three days haven has actually taken one of the quarters and has transformed it into like an info cave they're spending their time researching all about this this library that they hadn't really heard of sure. before uh, specifically gaining um, knowledge about the curators, if there is any, or yeah, any absolutely. sort of like offensive or defensive capabilities they have. Sure, go ahead and make a, we'll call it computers. Call oh it good, computers. I have ranks Yay! in that. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Finally. A 19. Well, 19. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, doing some searches on the Infosphere for Atheum and the curators and try to find out what you can about them. Uh, the one thing that you note is that they are relatively secretive. Mm-hmm. And they generally, uh, it's pretty obvious up front that they keep uh, quite a handle on all of their own information. It's all out there, but all the articles are behind a paywall. All through their own info through site, like like they don't give away information for free. It's like it's very clear that like if you want to know something about the curators or about a theum, uh, or you have to pay for it. More interestingly, you also note that all of the stuff you find about the library, there's tons of there there's there's lots of accounts of like uh, about the library world. Um, it's very difficult to find because it moves around. It doesn't announce its presence. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like you kind of have to you kind of have to have an in with the curators to to get in there. They're kind of an exclusive academic kind of club. Uh-huh. Um, you also note that not, like they have no data resources on the infosphere. There is no, like, they like don't, like, network. anything that they have, yeah, anything that they have in their library, you must go to them to research it. There is no database that they keep on any copies of the information that they store. All of the NFTs are located in the library. Yep, you have to <laughs> physically go to that library to access <laughs> any of that info. Royo should like all of this um, vintage way of doing things. Yeah. You can actually tell. I mean, uh, Royo is very excited about being on this journey. <laughs> he is extremely excited about getting to go to this library world and take a look at exclusive academic archives that he has, as of yet, never had access to. He is pumped. Uh, at one point, uh, while you're on your date with Iteration 177, <laughs> you find <laughs> it's actually... Maple, it's a little bit boring because he's incredibly interested in you, but you get the sense that he's like studying you. Like you don't get the sense that he wants to make any kind of connection to you. He wants to know about you and he just just like filing that information away. And you don't get like a it doesn't feel sketchy. It just feels it's like it's boring. Like he, again, he's just collecting data. It's like he's taking pictures, but he like it doesn't 
There's no like emotional connection to it. He's very, mm -hmm. very polite the entire time. He's asking you tons and tons of questions. He says almost nothing about himself the entire night. Um, and at the end of it, you know, he's like, oh, th thank you for this. was a very illuminating experience for me. I, I deeply appreciate our time together. Um, and I will remember this for forever. My memory banks actually cannot forget this information. It's, That's like so great. depressing. But um, listen, if I don't even know if you like care about like going on dates or like learning about people and like interacting with them besides just like filing away their information. I feel like what we call you in my circles, uh, you're like a tourist. You like go and sort of collect people and interesting experiences that other people did and you like have no intention of like giving back. I've got to say that I was a little disappointed during the dinner when you had that like fun contraption where you all told stories and I told probably the best one and then you didn't say anything. I feel like you should like give a little back, you know? That's kind of what people and bugs do. You saw sort of this like cryptic smile, um, Nazi. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I simply find other people very, very fascinating. And um, again, learning about others and and hearing of your experiences um, has been a great joy on this trip. I, um, I really appreciate uh, the contributions you've made to okay, my well, experience I... on this. I appreciate that. I'm definitely the most interesting person on this ship. Um, but I will say that if you keep doing that, people are gonna think you're a serial killer. So you gotta like <laughs> check that when you're interacting with people. I'm just trying to help you out. That's interesting. I'll keep that in mind. I can assure you, I have never killed anyone. So <laughs> you have that. Maple uh, that is, is one, thinking one yourself. piece of information I will share about myself. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry. What you said you you were going to share a piece. Oh no, that was that was the one oh, piece was, of information okay. that I'm well, willing to was... share is that I've never killed anyone. Oh, um, well, I don't feel like you know you can just say you like didn't do something. Like I've never had. Never mind. I'm not even gonna <laughs> play this game with you. Um, thank you. Great ship. Hope it's all going well for you. See you later. Uh, when you get back to your quarters, there's actually like a little gift basket on your bed uh, with a note that's from iteration 177 and it says thank you again for your contributions to our experience today and uh you find that there are several um it looks like jars of really expensive really rare spices uh you could certainly whip up an amazing meal with them but this is like a thousand credits worth of of spices like you could just sell them uh, and take the money. Yeah, you also know. Cooks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've like never cooked a day in my life. It's crazy. Um, Maple, this has been like sitting here since like, <laughs> like right when you left, this showed up. And oh. I don't know. It's you just know, been, I like, told here. Iteration 177 that this is like a serial killer move for sure. <laughs> this is not normal stuff that people do. This doesn't help. This is like, well, woof. I mean, he. So I so take it. I take it your date didn't go well. Um, I got to talk a lot with myself, which is pretty cool. But I mean, it just, he just, they just give like serial killer vibes and I can't, you know, mm. they're definitely, it's like when someone's casing your house and you can tell like that kind of feeling, you know? So he's no. probably, they're probably going to either kill us or give us a lot of gifts. I will take this gift though and I'm going to sell it because I need some new equipment. So. <laughs> 
Why? Well, um, mm. Aside from just the spices, you are like digging down into like the the packing. You know that that like crinkly paper uh, mm. that you get in the gift baskets. You start digging through it. You find that there are also two Mark II healing serums uh, with a note attached that says, "In case I ever try to kill you, ha ha ha." Whoa. <laughs> Okay, oh. again, not helping, but actually this does help because I got super messed up last time we had a battle. I had to not get in melee with things. Um, cool, I'm going to take both of these. Especially considering and... Volterix had said it was before the date that yeah. <laughs> before that was mentioned. Maybe there was an additional uh, yeah, yeah, thing yeah. flown in. Uh, you also find a Mark II Ring of Resistance. Wow. Whoa. We need to go on dates. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. See, Volterix and um, <laughs> I just yell a little louder. Um, uh, and anyone who's listening to the door, the walls, I know you're all like really close to here. If you go, if you go talk to these people, maybe you'll get some fun little gifts too. <laughs> but you go on like a lot of dates. Why? Um, It's like my culture. So I don't really, I don't really. <laughs> Wait, your culture is like, just to date? Well, don't you have like a connection with anyone that you want to like hang out and see again? Oh my god, I have like so many connections with so many people, and it's really fun to like have a lot. It seems really I boring. I don't to have... think that we've ever seen you go on a second date. Oh, we like text. It's fine. <laughs> hmm. I feel like I'm doing a lot of texting with yeah. four hands. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I've got like a tablet in each hand at night before I go to bed for like hours. <laughs> um, okay. So, what what kind of ring of resistance was that? Mark uh, it's a ring of resistance Mark II. Okay. I believe it increases the lowest save that you have by two, so it shores up your weaker defenses. Mm. Well, it was a gift for Mabel. Mabel. Maple, <laughs> but uh, I actually vote that maybe Casca needs that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she had a bad run this uh, this last time. That's true. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, Maple, the ring is really gaudy, and despite its usefulness, <laughs> it is not something you could see ever putting on one of your hands. <laughs> this is how the beginning of Wicked starts. You give it a cut. Oh my god, does that make me Alphaba? Yeah. <laughs> We're all that somebody. Makes that makes Maple Glenda. Yes, that <laughs> makes sense. Um, I, I like, I like text, uh, Kazka. Come here, I've got some non-fruit items for you that are fun. Oh, I hope we're at a spa day. Ooh, oh. we can do that. We've got like two more days in this. this I would love trip. to try a spa day because I've never had one before. Now I'm hanging out with all these girls, and it's kind of exciting. What's a spa? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, we do, I would just have to say we we montage that off camera like sort of yeah. just uh there's yeah, like, yeah. I, like no, I order don't. fruit, we get the hot towels. I'm there's like And I feel like Haven Maple? and Gunnan also participate oh, yes. for exactly. sure. Oh yes, Manny Petty. Yes. There's like five like like one like uh, beach chairs laid out like in my suite and like it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, the next two days are, of travel are actually incredibly luxurious. There are spa treatments available on board. Uh, you find the whole thing to be very pleasant. Uh, all the fruit and free drinks that you can handle. Uh, and several hours into the third day, you actually exit the drift. 
and you see an ivory-colored planet through the viewports. Before too long, the diligent forerunner enters atmosphere, and as you pass over domed buildings covered in crawling ivy, you see massive gears turning with some inscrutable purpose built into much of the architecture. Then you touch down on a massive landing pad, and everybody is given clearance to exit the ship. When you do, you step out into a large stone pavilion nestled between two great skyscrapers crawling with verdant growth. A stone door slides open in one of the nearby vine-covered towers, and three clouds of glowing crystalline dust emerge. <gasps> the clouds float and form into a series of formulae and mathematical symbols in <gasps> midair before suddenly coalescing into the image of three elven humanoids that break away from one another. One approaches the, the group of Hell Knights, one moves to speak with Iteration 177, and a third makes its way to you. I am Albrian. Welcome to Atheum, he says. I am tasked with guiding you to the towers of Recondite lore, where information you requested resides. Before I do so, I would like to remind you of the rules of research on Atheum. While information stored on Atheum is unique, visitors are welcome to read through our <sighs> manuscripts, but copying or recording them in any way is forbidden. Should you choose to reproduce any acquired knowledge after leaving Atheum, know that you do so at your own risk. We curators will actively punish such transgressions. Know that there is no corner of the cosmos safe from us. Ooh. Additionally, violence against the curators or other visitors is strictly prohibited. Finally, visitors to the library will be charged substantial research fees, fortuitously for you. During our recent shift to this corner of the universe, Athean passed through a dangerous energy field that has greatly damaged many of our systems. We have flagged two issues you'll be well suited to deal with for us, and in return, the Society's research fees will be greatly reduced. Mm. You may refuse, but we will be very sad, such as we are capable of feeling such emotions. <laughs> so, to be clear, the only violence that can be done here is either by you or by those you ask to, and you want us to do something for you, but still intend to charge us afterwards? You have a admirable command on the situation. <laughs> Counteroffer! We will do your tasks, both of them, but we will be charged nothing. <gasps> Make a diplomacy check. Ooh. I, was to, I was about to say, this is kind of my jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's can see. Can I here. help? I have yeah, diplomacy you can aid. Yeah, anything wants to, you can aid. Okay. Yeah. I help it's a your little. fancy clothes. <laughs> oh, I rolled a, a dirty 20 to help you. Nice. All right, so it's going to give you an additional plus two gunning. Yay. Okay, excellent, excellent. Just, uh... All right, I'm like, nope, I don't want to use get him on him nope. yet. <laughs> um, let's see, don't want to demoralize him either. Okay, so I get a plus two. Mm -hmm. uh, that's 30. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, this, this is a short list of things I do, but this is at the top of the list. <laughs> Albrian's head, like his eyes roll back into his head and you can actually see like flashes of symbols and like crossing across his his uh, eyeballs and then they roll back down says your offer is interesting and we will consider it further as we walk um know mm. that the substantial fee reduction that we are already prepared to offer is a um it's substantial I'm just going to use the same word again. We're not too names. far apart. You have a significant discount. You were from here. You've come to here. Now we just need to get to here, and we'll have it. 
<laughs> yes, let us walk and talk. What is it that you are tasking us to do? Also, uh, I would hope it shouldn't take too much of our time. Young Haven here has been dying to arrive here in the time that we've learned that it existed, but it is a planet-wide library. There's much to read in very little time. I believe you will find these tasks not too intrusive at all. Hmm. Um, I will say but, when he say I just very much slow look at Casca and the sword when he's like, <laughs> it won't be much. I'm like, I just hide it the best I can and then look at the captain. I'm like, okay. Albrian <laughs> uh, actually leads you to a shuttle, uh, which lifts off and begins uh, zooming across the seemingly abandoned city. Um, you don't see like anybody else. Occasionally, you'll see one of those like golden clouds of symbols that has not coalesced into any any particular shape. It'll be moving between buildings. Uh, you would guess that those are actually their natural forms, and Albrian has chosen a, a an elven form as basically somebody that uh, can more readily communicate with outsiders. Um, but you soon come to a collection of 12 very tall towers, all of which are connected to one another by bridges at various heights. Uh, Albrian brings the shuttle to a stop before one of these uh, marked with a rune that you don't quite understand. And he says, so um, the information that you are seeking is actually at the top of this very tower. A lift would take you directly there for your research. However, if you choose to help us, you should take the lift to the 12th floor first. Long ago, we were isolated a computer virus created by a doomsday cult believing infected machines would cleanse the galaxy and begin a new era. Unfortunately, that particular strain infected a group of our lore wardens who have become entirely unmanageable and must now be destroyed. Ooh. The second task, uh, a Kasarik that we kept in captivity has escaped and roams the building. We do not know its current location in the tower, but we feel confident that you will be able to track it down. Its time in captivity has made the beast somewhat tame, but it is still potentially dangerous. We would, however, appreciate its continued life. We captured Vindirth's ancestor on Castorvel generations ago, its hide covered in undecipherable runes. We've bred several generations since, each one covered in similar but distinct runic patterns, otherwise unknown to the Kasarik species. This unique beast is therefore part of our data collection and very valuable. Vinder's cage is on level 10 if you could somehow convince the beast to accompany you there. We have also considered your life. <laughs> Preferably, yes. Noted. We have considered your offer and agree to an 85% reduction in the total fees. When Albrian says that, Royo sort of like tugs on, on your sleeve. He's like, that, that's very good. That's in, that's incredibly generous. No, well, now you've given away our negotiated posture <laughs> by saying that out loud, Royo. Thank you. Um, I suppose 85 shall have to do. Agreed. And you. the shuttle swings open. Uh, you may spend as much time in the tower as you would like. Remember, no copying anything that you see inside. Uh, Captain, I suggest we head directly to the 12th floor to deal with this virus problem. Yes, the sooner we get it done, the sooner we can relax and indulge. Was anyone else, like, totally weirded out about that story that, like, 
someone was trying to change all the civilization with some machines and then like just didn't work and then now they're just floating around up there are we not going to talk about that it could happen <laughs> yes that was some wild backstory but um okay let's just try it we <laughs> um, does anyone have a particular way with animals <laughs> Hmm. Um, uh, negative. Yes, I tend to deal more with the sentient variety. Hmm. They own a lot of fur. Does that mean anything? Probably <laughs> the opposite of what is good. Yes. What is Higher... an animal check in Starfinder? Yeah, there's yeah. like there's no animal it's... handling, no animal can. It's yeah, survival. It's survival. There's a yeah. There's a couple of different things you could do. Uh, dealing directly with most animalistic creatures would be a survival check. There's also life sciences, if you want to know more oh. information about uh, a particular creature. For example, he mentioned that it was a Caseric, so anybody who wants could make a life science check to see if you know anything about such creatures. Um, <gasps> could I use yeah. Recall Knowledge instead? Uh, recalling Knowledge is, like, basically you use a skill to recall knowledge. So you would be using one of, like, a life science or a physical science or something. Oh, okay. I have yeah. a I have a chip that I bought apparently that gives me a plus uh, five to recall knowledge. So I would like nice. to check Ooh. about am... these caserics. Yeah. I am rolling like absolute hot garbage tonight, but uh, for life science, I got uh, eighteen. Um, I got twenty-one. Twenty-one. Anybody else gonna try? Don't have mm. it. Yes, Haven is gonna go. For a survival check, but I'm gonna uh, think about the be the Vindirth, the beast, to see if there were any, if there's any like um, weaknesses or anything that uh, it like it particularly likes or would be attracted to. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, so pooling your knowledge together, we, I had a success from Maple, and uh, Gunnan also succeeded. So I will give you some information about Caserics. You know that these are actually um, their ancestor. They're from Castrovel, which is a lush sort of jungle planet. Um, their ancestors were mindless animate plants that scavenged for food and sprouted seedlings within corpses, rarely posing more than an incidental threat to other species. Um, over time, they eventually became uh more intelligent they're, they're still animals but they actually are basically large mobile predatory plants um mm. you know that they are relatively dangerous if encountered in the wild although if this one has been tamed perhaps there's not too much of an issue you do note that uh dangers you have to worry uh they have an acidic spit uh that is very painful uh they can and they can also shoot darts that carry their spores, uh, which are highly toxic. If if you if you encounter one, do um, we do we know if they're intelligent at all? Uh, they're they're basically um, they're, they're they're animals. They don't have sentience or anything mm. like that, so they're not intelligent creatures. But they do, uh, unlike they're not they're not completely mindless. So. Um... For me to get information, I just I'm cheating. I have like my data pad out, and I have this little thing called a culture library chip that gives me a plus mm -hmm. uh, a quarter recall knowledge. And I'm just like, yeah. boop, Google. <laughs> okay, this is what this thing does, what it likes, what it doesn't like. Um, it's it shoots out little dingings, so don't get poisons. Ooh. Does it say what it likes to eat? Uh, actually, yeah. As you are looking around, you note that there is this uh, prolific ivy 
that crawls across the building. And as you're looking at some of the images uh, of uh, mostly from Castrovel, a lot of uh, images of Caserix since it's their home planet, um, you're noting that uh, this very same ivy is frequently featured. Uh, and as you're like clicking around on the on the Caseric wiki, you know that uh, the, the, you're not quite, you don't know really what this vine is, but it is a, a preferred food source for the creatures. That's growing up the... Yeah, so it's it's like, yeah. like apparently the the curators have decided to to transplant it here and cultivate it probably to feed Vindirth. Uh, I'm gonna go fly up and collect some of it before we sure. go into yeah, the building. Yeah, it's easy to grab. Yeah, you grab <laughs> some for no, no problem at all. Hmm. I now have Ivy. All right, team. I'm gonna. This is the plan. Mm. Ivy, try to eat it. Don't get shot. Mm, tie it up. Uh, <laughs> we're supposed to lure it back to the tenth floor. How mm. far of a path is that? Is that stairs? Is that a lift? Is that? You have the option of both. There are lifts that will take you to any desired level, and then there are also stairs that run up and down the tower. So you can walk it, or you can take a lift. Either. It's your choice. Is it open in the center? Could I just fly straight up? <laughs> no, there are. There's a ceiling <laughs> on each floor. Got it. Yeah. Nice try. Um, I mean, we could like make a leash for it. Let's just try to be nice to it first, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, how roughly how large um, was this thing? Uh, they are about the size of a halfway between like a wolf and a cow. Wolf cow. Wolf cow. Yeah. So you could ride it up to the <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay. So do we want to start with the, the the beast or with the computer the, the computer overlords? <laughs> Well, Haven seemed to feel like the computer overlords. Yeah, okay. Haven was going to head up there because we don't exactly know where the beast is, right? right. The beast is roaming somewhere. Yeah, but it's roaming somewhere in the tower, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, let's just look for it on the way then, I guess. Let's uh, take this lifto up -o. Mm hmm Okay. Uh, you head into the lift. Uh, you key in for the 12th floor. And a few, there's a quiet hum as it you know, takes you there. Uh, you arrive on the 12th floor to see 10 glass containers filled with a translucent green slime. Scrolls of parchment are suspended in that slime. <laughs> Moving amongst them are two dangerous-looking security bots, roughly humanoid in stature, with one arm ending in a curved blade and the other housing a wrist-mounted blaster of some kind. These rune-covered bots turn towards the lift and raise their weapons. <laughs> Organic life, pathetic. It is time for the machines. You have no hope to defeat us. Our cold metal feet will crush you in our inexorable march to galactic domination. Tremble and die. Oh dear. Initiative. <laughs> and we move our way to the map. Map, 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 Time to fight. I have not, I have not rolled above a ten for anything today. Oh no! Nice Alternating twenties. Yeah, yeah. I got a nine. Nine for Maple. This is gonna be a fourteen for Gunnin. Wait. Same with Casca. Actually, sorry, 15 for gunning. Sorry, Casca, 15. Oh, boo. Well, I have a 14. Hmm. A dirty right. 20. I'll distract them for you, Casca. Great, thank you. I heard Haven had a 20. Yep. 
Voltarex, you got a 23. So you already put yourself yep. in our little initiative tracker. Uh, Voltarex, <laughs> you see these two security bots uh, raise weapons, uh, and you can tell that there is no negotiating with these things. They are ready for violence. What do you do? <laughs> I am going to use a full... Wait. Uh... Yes. I'm going to use my full round action and use my trick attack. Okay. So I can move. Yes. And attack them. And I get to use a skill, which I'm going to choose stealth. Okay. Hello. Go in the square. Um... Do I have to roll the stealth first, or? You roll the stealth. Uh, basically, technically, it happens just before your attack. So just roll. The, you can roll it now. And if it's a success, the DC is 20 plus their CR. OK. Um, 15 plus 15, 30. 30, yes. That is a successful trick attack. Which one are you targeting? I'm going to target the lefter one. The lefter one. All right. <laughs> yes. Here we go. And I'm going to hit him with my static arc pistol. OK. Um, so here's my attack roll coming in. Ooh, 21. 21 nice. hits. And I get to roll an extra d8 of damage for my trick attack. Here it comes. Ooh, Gross. OK. Nine points of damage. And they are going to be flat-footed. Mm. Yes, though, that's what it's like to benefit from that. <laughs> all wait. right so wait go ahead sorry because i'm a higher level is is my trick attack actually 3d8 uh sorry i'll, I'll google it? it for next time don't worry yeah. about it <laughs> i believe it's 1d8 uh, 1d8 every two think, levels yeah i think eventually it'll be 3d8 but i don't think you've quite gotten to that level of operative 1D8. goodness just yet every two levels so then i would be 2d8 right <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. So plus six. Whatever All right. I said, plus six. Plus six. Plus six. I'm <laughs> doing real good with I think words, it was nine. words are our specialty. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, all right. So uh, excellent turn. You do the trick attack. You manage to strike this thing square in the armor, and that takes us to two tabs. Haven, you're up yeah. next. So Haven is going to quickly duck. Uh, these are the columns with the slime on on them, right? The that are in front of us. Yeah, they look like glass tanks glass that are tank. like filled with a slime, and there's this weird the, these weird scrolls in each of them mm -hmm. and as you're looking at it, especially now that like you can see that like the code written on them is this computer virus mm. oh. is there an, okay as far as i can see are there any sort of like um panels or interactive like consoles or anything it doesn't look like it um it. you don't see any way to access the the scrolls themselves Okay, so for this, uh, Haven is going to take their full movement to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, around here for one, sure. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, this one, the second one. Uh, and sure. they're going to take cover behind this tank. Yeah, yeah. So you managed to use the tank for cover. Uh, as both of these security bots, the lore wardens, they uh, raised, finally get their weapons raised. 
and are ready to destroy all organic life. One yeah. of them uh, actually you see that rather as it's like raising its hand it, at first you're like oh it's gonna shoot that weird blaster thing at me but as it's raising its hand several of the runes on its armor begin to glow and this <gasps> disc of force forms in its hand and it just whips this disc right at Volterix. Oh. Uh, it oh. says ha 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 your puny flesh will be destroyed Okay. I like to roll this uh, Yeah. And against your, this is against your EAC, that is going to be a 15. Fail. Nice. Fails as this disc of force just gets uh, absorbed into the very heavy plates of your brand new shiny armor that you recently acquired. Um, and as it strikes, uh, you see that it doesn't dissipate. It actually just bounces off of you and, and begins to curve around the room, trying to strike Gunnan, or sorry, not Gunnan, uh, Haven. Oh! And it, it's a secondary target. So this also against your EAC Haven, uh, that is going to be a 19. That's going to hit. You note that as it travels, as it as, like it hits Volterix, and some of its uh, brightness dims a bit, but it still comes whipping around the tank and strikes at you, Haven, doing a little less damage than its primary target, but still hurting. You take nine points of Ooh. force damage Ooh. as this Got thing it. blasts into you. It's my stamina. And I'm pretty sure that your other allies are too far away for that spell to continue. <laughs> so at this point, the force disc just bursts into nothingness and you can hear from across the mirror ha 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 i bet that hurt look <laughs> they are bleeding blood what a stupid thing to have in your internal wires blood is for weak people not like strong machines oh. Dude. i'm so embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> the other the the writer of the two machines oh. actually points their fingers at gunnan uh and says look out pathetic organic meat shell and two bolts of mystic energy come flying forth a spell that you recognize gunnan as it fires two magic missiles straight oh. at you oh as a witch weird i'm going to absorb those things oh. uh i don't think i have to roll for that i think i can just <laughs> do it um i believe it's automatic yeah yeah also, also, thank you, Jim Jam. I thought never would anybody actually shoot a magic <laughs> missile at me. So thank you. Who's fleshy now? <laughs> you, raise up, you raise up uh, your forearms and the bolts just get absorbed into this energy field, actually like becoming a part of you. And you hear from across the room, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Because um, they, they, I think they like remain around me as like glowing orbs around until I do something with them, yeah. That was their turn. <laughs> so I believe that we move on to Gunnin gets to retaliate now. Nice. Uh, let me just make what exactly uh, did it do? Absorb Force. I can catch magic missiles. How many? You said there was two of them they shot at me? Two of them, yep. All right. Yeah, it manifests as a glowing Nimbus Orb around that hand. Hey. Um, and I, I can use it to create um, an additional. So until it's, I can create an additional um, uh, force bolt. Dope, 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 dope. So, uh, so I guess I have two of those. What you're saying? 
Yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, return the favor, friend. Full action <laughs> magic missile. I'll put three in him. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, a full action would actually get you four then, wouldn't it? Because you so, get to fire the extra so, one. So here's how it's worded. It says I get an extra force bolt, and the force bolt is magic missile. So does that mean yeah. I can cast magic missile again? Or do I just have an additional magic missile? You understand the the, the difference yeah. that I'm trying to? Yeah, no, yeah. I I do, I do. I uh I kind of I like just adding an extra bolt to to your magic missile. So oh, rather than I, adding an extra time day, I'm gonna put five on it, him then. Sure, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like that to me that just sounds like a cool way to deal with it. We'll, yeah. We can get an exact ruling on it later, but. I like I'm, that interpretation of it. So I'm with it. No, I'll, I'll put all five on him then. Like, let's go. Sure. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a shootout. Let's have a shootout. <laughs> All uh, right. That's uh, Oh my god, I've rolled so terribly. Uh, oh. Let me just make sure nothing gets added to that. Uh for uh 17 points of damage. Dude, yeah, that was uh that was the <laughs> terrible rolling, huh? <laughs> they each had plus 1 on them. That was the only thing that pushed that over the top there. Oh. Okay. All right. So you mm -hmm. uh, fire your own bolts and this creature's bolts that you absorbed. All five bolts just slamming, making huge dents and cracks in this uh, Lore Warden's armor. Uh, as it hits, uh, the, the Lore Warden's like reeling from the blast. Uh, you can see like sparks and some of its internal wiring is now exposed. Resistance uh, is futile, friend! <laughs> I the let you do that to give you a false sense of hope and security prepared to be and then it's it's voice box fizzles out yep that's it for me all right Kazka you're up all right I'm going to activate my uh armor so it's that's okay. a that's my first action and then I'm gonna start attuning to photon mode okay um if can i with my wait brain fart do i have two more actions or no you if, if, it, if activating your armor is one action is a move so you basically you can do one more thing you can either take a take an attack or a move let me move i'll move sure. up um let me see how far i can get 40 feet so i'll move up to the uh there. Hold on. I'll Closing place. the distance like it. Yes. I'll go right there. Now I've got my sword right. out and ready. Sword out and ready. Uh, the fang blade is actually really interesting because it's like a it, it's like a, a chainsaw blade. Ooh. So it's actually powered and like you can like, rev it up as you're moving. Oh. Uh, it has these. It's called a fang blade because it has these little like hooked barbs on it that serve uh -huh. as the as the, the the blade of the, the oh. chain. So it just rips into your target. Oh. I will say, if she starts up a chainsaw, I'm like, we're supposed to be quiet in the library. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> it's a new weapon, Captain. Yeah, yeah show them how it's done, Captain. <laughs> and that's Maple. it. That's all I can do. Uh, that brings us to Maple. Ooh. Bottom of the round. Uh, I'm gonna hide behind this thing because I don't want to die like last time. Boop. Okay, yep. now <laughs> um, I'm going to cast uh, uh, Slice Reality. It has a range of 100 feet, which is pretty wild because my other spells are not that far reaching. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess I will target uh, the one that Gunnan just hit. I can't, I can't remember if it's left or the right one. 
It was the writer one. The writer one. The I shall. One. No, I he's shall, wronger. I get, I get him. So uh, he has to take a fortitude saving throw. And if he fortitude. fails, he takes half. Which I believe. Uh, I don't know about that. It's not a great roll. Let me check his fortitude save bonus. Is not good. That is a nine. Oh, no. Nice. He failed. Okay. So goodbye. He takes two. <laughs> D6 damage. So <clears throat> I like whip my hands around. The, the another like slice in reality kind of opens up behind him, and then uh, a bunch of like it looks like there's like all these black like acid things coming out of that slit and onto his arm and starts to corrode him a little bit. Oh. Uh, and that's gonna be uh, four plus two is six damage. Six points of damage, yeah. which is enough 2D6. to take him to zero hit points. Yay! Oh. He just like as as you start to corrode parts of him, he just falls apart. He was already so blasted and beaten up by the magic missile barrage that he just completely falls apart. Uh, it, he would have. He didn't die. He would have remained staggered for four yeah. rounds. So. Well, we can we can say he's staggered uh, yeah. as well. But also, death. no, we'll take death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we so, did it. You did it. Yeah. That's all uh, you, Maple. The still living one like looks over at his companion and says, that is fine. Only one of us is required to destroy you pathetic organic life forms. Prepare to not exist anymore. Mm. We suck. And we move to the top of the next round. <laughs> and it is very loquacious creatures here. Uh, first of all, First of all, I want to say that I misspoke the last round, so that extra six points of damage I said, take it away from this guy I'm mm. about to destroy. Um, oh. Because I don't get that till fifth level. Uh, oh, no. you cheated. So we're actually going <laughs> to deal six points of damage to you I instead. No, that's no. not how that works. And my no. other guy gets to come back to life. We have to no. redo the whole battle. No, 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 no. You're fine. But I am going to hit him with another trick attack, so I'm going to roll my stealth. All right. Ooh. And I'm going to get a 27 to stealth. Jeez. 27 does it. He is and tricked. And I'm going to hit him with my rifle. Ooh, oh, almost critted. That's an 18. Uh, that's going to be 25 to hit. Ooh. Yep, 25 does it. Okay. And then it's going to be... Hmm. Get ready for this, Jim Jam. 13 points of damage. Pretty solid. Another solid mm -hmm. hit as you find a weak point in this creature's armor and just blast it, yes. catching it off guard. It is flat-footed. It is sparking and reeling, and its head, like, spinning crazily as smoke just pours out of cracks in its armor now. It is not doing well. You can tell that you've very nearly just uh, ended the uh, robot uprising right here, right now. Perhaps Haven can take yeah. us home. Well, Haven is on a little bit of a different mission. As they look at this container in front of them and sort of examine the other scrolls all around, uh, they start casting. And Ooh. this is a spell that I never knew would come in handy, but we're going to see if this works. Uh, Haven puts out their uh, their uh, appendages and starts tracing over the the words or the the symbols, the runes, uh, and they are casting erase. Ooh, 
Grace removes writings of either magical or mundane nature from any written storage, including paper, computers, or similar devices. You remove up to 1,500 words worth of text, uh, or for computer files, this could be a 1,500-word data file. Um, and so it has a 25-foot, but with my extra levels, it's, what, 30-foot radius. So uh, it's instantaneous, and it, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Uh, well, there is okay. if it's magical writing. Um, mm -hmm. There is a DC that I could roll to see if it combats that. Uh, no, it's not magical. Uh, it, it definitely erases it. I, my confusion is I, I like this. This is very mm. creative. Mm. It's certainly not something that the the thing accounts for. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think of an appropriate way to reward this because it's very creative. So um, in the thought process, this is a like an incantation. This is a ritual that was performed by these cultists, right? Mm -hmm. So the thought is messing with it a little bit would have consequences on whatever ceremony or virus or whatever is happening. Sure. Let's uh let's see what happens. Go ahead and roll me roll me a D6. Okay. Mm -hmm. A three. A three. Okay. As you disrupt the the virus code, actually destroying about half of it, mm. um, you can see that the already smoking, twitching, and nearly collapsed machine that it is infected uh starts to like shudder. And for the next three rounds, it will be off target, giving it a minus two penalty to all of its attacks as the uh, new code and the code that was already uploaded into its databank starts to overwrite itself and it just completely fritzes out. Yay, thanks for the improvised bonus, Jim Jam. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan. Big fan. <laughs> big fan of creative uses of spells. I always want to make sure they do something. Who knew the hostile erasure would uh, you know, <laughs> come, into, come in so useful? Coming to theaters this fall. However, this, as this you're Friday doing on that, Hallmark. as you're doing that, you do see there's like a little um, uh, lights set in the ceiling that mm. begin to flash uh, as some kind of warning klaxon sounds. Uh, and you don't know what happened, but you can... Like as you're destroying this writing, there will uh, be in the sense that there's like some the, the tower has noticed. Yes, but either way, the the robot attempting to assassinate you all is off target. It'll take a minus two penalty to all of its attacks for the next three rounds, and it is its turn. So the first thing it is going to do is stumble forward a little bit. Uh, I'm going to pop the map. It is going to stumble forward just, oh, 10 feet to get right up next to Kazka. Come to me It is like outstretching its hand, and you can see its hand is starting to glow with this green, almost like it's covered in little tiny glowing green bugs as it oh. like stumbles forward and tries to lay its hand on your shoulder. And as it does, it says, Eat nanobots. Ha ha ha. <laughs> uh, and that is going to be a... With the off-kilter, it'll be a 16 against your EAC. Nope. Because I activated my armor. So yes. it, like, stumbles, and it can't seem... It's almost like it can't 
quite see you and it whiffs right past your head uh and the nanobots just go flying harmlessly dissipating into the air nothing happens oh, thank God. and this stumbling bot is done gunning it is your turn next so you said he's off balance correct yeah, he has the off-target condition, which is going to give him uh, penalties to his attack rolls. But that is not the same as the flat-footed condition, correct? It is not the same as the flat-footed condition. Uh, and now he's also within 80 feet of me because he moved forward, correct? I believe that is the case. Excellent. Uh, I, yep, yep, he's 50 feet away from you. 50 feet, perfect, because I needed him within 60 feet to say, get him, everyone. (laughs) So everyone gets plus one, and I'm going, so with the clever feint, again, continuing to roll like garbage, is it's still a 21 to get the clever feint off on him to render him flat-footed, though. Okay, that'll work. Is is that all right? And then, uh, but newly updated, having been at this a little while now, I'm like, oh, friends. I realize I can shoot him too if I <laughs> um, and shoot with my laser. Yeah, uh, that's a, a dirty 20 to hit him. Dirty 20 will strike. Hey, excellent. Um, for a big old chunky uh, four points of damage. Four points of damage. Fire damage, if that's important. Ooh. Uh, oh yeah. Double check, but mm-hmm. it, it start melting. Mm-hmm. It does uh, just start melting, but uh, mm-hmm. it just takes the four damage. It has no, it has no resistances or weaknesses to such damage, but it does take it. Uh, Excellent. But that's another negative two to his AC and plus one to all of us. So he's exposed. Yes. Yeah, uh, you can see that most of his armor now is just like molten slag that's dripping off of his wireframe. Hmm. Good. Yep. And uh, that's it for me. All right, Gunnan. Uh, that takes us to Kazka next. Mm. This creature very helpfully moved up right next to you. <laughs> yes, and, thank you. Uh, you've got the Fang Blade right in your hands. <laughs> yes, you I'm going to chainsaw it. Violet. Uh, that is a 17. 17 against KAC is a hit. Yes. Let's use my new blade. Ooh, okay. Eight plus six. Math. Uh, 14. 14 Thank points you. of damage. That's more than you needed. Yeah. You just, uh, you just, you just, you strike it right in the shoulder and start leaning on the blade, and the little chainsaw fangs are just ripping <laughs> through the metal. And as you, as you just cut through the whole thing, the whole top half of this robot just falls, clatters to the ground. The legs are still standing there, like they start stamping and smoking. Sparks flying off of them, uh, and then they too fall over. And as the light goes out in the in the lore warden's ocular sensors you hear it's like still like trying to mutter something but you can only hear like broken garbled bits of whatever whatever it was trying to say Costco's gonna thing. take her sword and jam it into his mouth so he can't she can't Ooh. hear it anymore <laughs> yep uh you just completely <laughs> obliterate the thing's head before she wrecks the other one can i attempt any sort of hacking role to access Ooh. its computers to see what's wrong with it oh good job yeah uh 
the one that she destroyed, I mean, like she basically, no, she just one, does the it, other one. but the other one is still, <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, you can, you can try to salvage, you can see what you could salvage from it. Go ahead and roll a, a computer's check. I'm like, no, I know what it means to her. She earned it. Uh, that is finally not bad. That's going to be a 25. A 25. And I do it quickly uh, with all four hands. With all four hands, you very quickly <laughs> mm-hmm. hack into this thing. Uh, you you find that most of its internal components are completely fried, uh, but you do manage to uh, grab a, some, a, a memory chip from it. No, um, yes. It's not it's it's not its core routines, but it is likely that uh, the virus would have infected all of its memory, and you can uh, you have access to it. You do know. Okay, that, um, that taking this would very likely technically violate uh, your agreement with the lore warden or with the curators not to take any of their data, but they're not here right now. Who's and gonna there's know? a chance they well, don't know that you have it. <laughs> we also already did violence here too. Um, so, But let me ask you this. Does uh, the taking the data, it's leaving the planet with it though, right? Right. We could take it to another yeah. part of the library. Yeah, yeah. Right. You you could just hold on to it. If, yeah, you don't think uh, that would be an issue. Well, because I also know a super virus infected computer chip. I don't necessarily want to be like, hey, ship mainframe, derp derp. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, I'll hold. On. I I let the the team know. Eh, well, something may be recoverable here. Um, mm. we can look into it later. That Excellent may... work, there, team. That may You're be the also... last record of this curse, as I may have erased some of it, and nobody has copied anything, so... Hmm. Ironically enough, I think they'll still want to put it on display somewhere. Hmm. Could be Maybe we'll get a bigger discount. Ah! <laughs> leverage! That's my girl, Maple. Yeah, and I do, like, tuck it in a pocket. So... <laughs> But to be clear, what else are we supposed to do here? That there had to be more at stake than just two old beat up sentry bots. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty uh, sure it was just to beat them up because they couldn't deal with them. Nope. Yeah, you were simply tasked with destroying the lower wardens. Uh, you know that you, you have seen in other parts of the the tower and and in other. You, you know that the lower wardens are like there are other ones. Um, mm. These ones were isolated. Uh, and infected on this floor, you're hmm. fairly confident. I mean, you weren't in- advised of any spread of that particular virus. You would guess that the other lore wardens are safe to be around, but you know that these two in particular were infected and you were given the option to destroy them for a hefty discount uh, or not to. Does it not strike anyone else as unusual that they threatened to literally hunt us to the ends of the universe and couldn't deal with these two? Hmm. It does Maybe. seem like an empty threat now, does it not? They're just too weak. Search this room. There's something else. There's like there's there's, there's mm-hmm. something else. I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. I mean, are there cameras? Are they watching us? Like, no. There was there's something else to this. Ah, and then Haven will actually point out uh, because they noticed right when they were yeah. erasing yeah. stuff. So Haven mm-hmm. will point out the alarm, the klaxon that had gone off. Yeah. Perhaps they are watching. Casca mm. just waves. <laughs> yeah, you don't see any actual like cameras or anything. <laughs> Your nearest guess is that uh, they very likely are able to observe the state of. So, like for example, if somebody were to pass the 
a spell to erase most of the data in the room, they are able to detect that, but yeah. they're not actually watching you in real time. Copy. Oh, okay. They probably just got some kind of alert that their data has been destroyed and yeah. they're not sure why. Can, uh, they may investigate that later. Can we tell what kind of data is in the tanks? Yeah, the virus um, is on just, the tanks, right? But there's something well, that's in the tanks. Yes, you're noted. So, so in the tanks, um, there are these scrolls that are suspended in, in like a green suspension liquid, and you can see that that the scrolls themselves, there, there's lines of code on them, um, and that that code you would guess actually is the computer virus mm -hmm. in the tanks. Right. Yep. Yep. Oh, so was, this was this is like the CDC. Like they had this virus yeah. on purpose. It just yes, got out. this this was being stored here, and mm. then something happened. They had mentioned there was some kind of energy field they passed through when they moved the planet that mm. disrupted some of their systems. Likely, the containment system here was momentarily disrupted, so the lore wardens on this floor were infected in that split second before they could recontain it, mm. uh, and now it's just mm. suspended as normal. Mm. Good work, team. High four. <laughs> One up to all of them. <laughs> all right. I love that. High no, Voltarix, bring it in. Don't leave me hanging. Come on. Well, <laughs> you thought libraries would be boring, but I feel like in this job, there's always something interesting. Um, I never thought it would be boring. I just thought you would think it would be boring. Uh, you were interested in in looking over everything, um, and you had taken the time to to try to grab some of the uh, any, any salvageable memory from the destroyed bot. You do note that uh, on the one that you recovered some memory from, the blade that is forged into its arm, you oh. can actually detach, uh, and is a uh, it might not be quite as nice as the fang blade that Kazka is wielding, but it is a centered longsword that you could take, which is a pretty pretty substantial melee mm -hmm. weapon for anybody who wants it. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you're looking at it, you realize that you could also collect some of the metal, the rare metals uh, from the internal components, and probably salvage enough uh, to get about 2,000 credits for it. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I appreciate it. we're gonna rob the librarians. Yes, we, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not data. Yeah, it's true. It's not data. It's not data. This is uh, the rule of no take backsies. Yes. Mm. Take the bits. Um, uh, as we're exploring around a bit, uh, we have the guidance system from our ship that is always sort of accompanying us, right? Yeah, Guidance seems to, uh, you see, you have a, a connection with Guidance. Um, it is, there's a little bit of a delay mm. when you're off of Absalom Station, but you can still send messages. Basically, uh, Guidance is actually a, a, a system of, of various um, uploaded consciousnesses from oh. past Starfinders that exist oh. on Absalom Station. So even though Guidance talks to you regularly, um, you would know now that you've been studying, um, now you've been studying computers operations more, you know that what you're actually talking to most of the time is sort of like a subroutine from guidance. Like guidance is not usually directly involved in a lot of what you're doing. They just have a subroutine that, that gives you directions and stuff, uh, easily accessible on Absalom station. You can send a message to guidance. I'm giving you a whole bunch of backstory that doesn't matter. You can I love it. If you oh, want. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all relevant. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, I cannot use uh, advanced melee weapons, so the longsword is no good for me. 
we'll put it in the treasure hoard for now and we'll yeah we'll mm-hmm. figure it out what was it what was it called by the way so i can a centered longsword hmm. well, a uh... treasure document Two thousand two thousand raw materials. <laughs> yep, two thousand credits worth of raw materials. Uh, Time for some new armor. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, that wasn't too too bad. I didn't get mm. busted up like last time. Does anyone need any healing? Are we? How are we feeling? Yes. 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 <laughs> I throw I throw one of the healing potions over uh, to Haven. Great. So, yes, we've yet to encounter the roving predatory plant creature. So. Mm. Uh, what is the? What is it is a three d eight hit points healing. Great. Oh, three d eight. Yeah, that's nice. Two. Yeah. Anyone and else? With, good. With two, I get <laughs> full hit points back, so I'm good. Cool. Wow. Two rolls, rather. Okay. Um. So, what's the plan for finding this little like fun creature guy? Um. I got some ivy. He likes to eat that. Are we Perhaps. just gonna kind of? We could visit the site of where it was held, the ca- the cage, and see mm, where it may have escaped to ah. or from. Oh, right. Investigation. Yes, let's do that thing. Okay. I always forget about that one. Mm. So we'll head to the 10th floor. Sure. Yeah, Down it's home. Floor. You see that the 10th floor is indeed, there is, uh, the, the, the only real notable feature of it is that there is a uh, very heavy-duty, acid-resistant containment cage that is hanging open. Um, it doesn't look like it was busted open. It doesn't look like anything was damaged here. It just looks like, again, perhaps in that in that disruption to the planet systems, uh, there was a short in the locking mechanism, and it simply let Vrinder free. Uh, you see that. Um, yeah. Uh, we see you can any- make a. Yes. Yeah, I was just saying, you can make a perception check or survival if you want to see if you can. Track oh, down. Dirty 20 for me. Okay. 23 for me. Nice. 19. Perception, not survival, by the way. I, okay. I'm I'm more of a glamper, really. Not to... <laughs> well, <laughs> with survival, Haven got 29. Whoa! Ooh. You see it all. Yeah, Haven knows what's up. Uh, Haven, you spot mm. um, some acid scoring in the cage area along the floor you're like oh there's all this acid scoring and then you note that there are trails of it outside the cage not nearly as much obviously the creature doesn't roam outside of its containment very often Mm. but following these little acid scores in the floor you realize that you might just be able to track vindurf down and with this realization you also realize that it's time to take a break Ah! The game is afoot. The game is afoot. <laughs> As you try to hunt down Vendorth, we will be back in just a few minutes, everybody. But we are going to take a little break for the second half of our episode. We'll see you soon. <laughs>